good morning, Hilton Head Island Community Church. How are y'all doing this morning? You guys doing all right? All right, very good. My name's Todd. If I don't know you, I'm the pastor, and uh, so glad that you have joined us here. And uh, today is a very special day here at Hilton Head Island Community Church because today is Global Mission Sunday. And uh, we've been building up over these past six or seven weeks and uh, today we kind of draw the conclusion in our series, Illuminate, but we also are going to be uh, uh, talking about some of our missions partners, and we're going to be praying as a church for some of our missions partners, and uh, I'm so excited for uh, many of you to meet uh, some of these partners. I want to introduce Susie Van Aswegen. This is Susie. You can stand up, Susie. And uh, Susie is our global missions uh, director here at Hilton Head Island Community Church. And she serves as a volunteer director, which means that she basically works for us full-time and we don't pay her anything. Just like Carrie with our outreach. So, yeah, absolutely. Give it up for Susie. Susie, thank you so much. And uh, so she does exactly what Carrie Beck does with our one community. She does it globally. And uh, so we're going to be celebrating uh, some of our partners and really kicking things off. This is the first time that we as a church have kicked off our partners kind of in full. And you heard from some of them earlier this summer, and you'll be hearing from some of them in the future. Um, but to start today off, I've asked Chris Shork to come here. And Chris, why don't you stand up? This is Chris Shork. And Chris has been with us as one of us, one of us uh, here at Hilton Head Island Community Church for four years. I said three years earlier, and she reminded me she's been here for four years. So, um, so we're so glad to have Chris um, on our team with us here. And Chris has gone on several short-term missions trips with uh, our church partner, uh, Low Country Community Church out in Bluffton. And um, she is going to be going on one of those trips coming up here on November, I believe, the 11th through 17th, 10th through the 17th. And uh, so they are going to be leaving here in really just a few weeks um, to go to Belize. And they're going to be in a little village called San Antonio. And what they're going to be doing, and you'll hear more about this here in a few minutes, is they're going to be in this village helping get clean water to this village. Isn't that great? And so we partner with Water Mission Belize and Row Kids, which you'll hear from in a minute. But um, Chris is going to be there on the ground uh, with our partner church, Low Country Community Church, here in a few weeks. And I thought it would be great just to kick off our time here with our global uh, outreach day um, by praying for Chris as a church and sending her off. Hey, it's not too many times that we get to send people to the mission field. And that's exactly what we're doing this morning with Chris. So here's what I'm going to have you do. To start off this morning, I'm going to have you guys stand up, and I'm going to ask you to pray that they have great influence. I'm going to ask you to pray that there's great safety, and I'm going to ask you to pray that God uses their efforts to get clean water to a village to serve him, and so that the Great Commission can go forth, okay? So I'm going to ask you, if you're a, a, one of our regular attenders or if you are a member here at Hilton Head Island Community Church, just reach out your hand in support of Chris, and we're going to pray over her this morning as she goes to Belize here just in a few weeks. Father God, we thank you so much for Chris. God, I thank you for her story that is something so unique. And God, she's used many times before her story to tell others about the good news of your love and your grace and your mercy. And Father God, today I pray in the strong name of Jesus that you would use her here in a few weeks along with the whole team there that's going to San Antonio, Belize, God. And I pray that you would use them to further 
your kingdom. Your word tells us that you brought water to a woman at the well. And this team is going into Belize, and they're going to be bringing fresh water to a little community there in Belize in Central America. God, and I pray in the strong name of Jesus that you would use their efforts to influence that community. And God, I pray for protection over this team. I pray for protection of their mission. I pray for protection of them physically. God, I pray for protection of them emotionally. And I pray in the strong name of Jesus that you would bind Satan and keep him from them. And I pray for Chris that you would use her words, that you you would use her life and her actions in San Antonio, Belize for your glory. And we pray this in the strong name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen. Chris, we're so excited for you. Thank you so much for sharing this morning. Why don't you give Chris a round of applause this morning? Thank you so much. All right, you all can be seated. You can be seated this morning. Well, as I mentioned, um, Susie and I have the privilege this morning of um, really introducing, and we're going to use one mic here. We're going to use, you guys are going to share that one right there. Um, We have the opportunity to um, introduce many of our partners to you, our missions partners to you. And this is the first time we've done this, and um, so we're very excited about being kind of on the front end of this as a church. And among the list of our first four partners that we have that we are going to be supporting through prayer and that we're going to be supporting by going on trips and that uh, one day we are prayerfully going to support financially is Row Kids. And John is here. This is John Eve and his wife Sue, and they are members of Low Country Community Church, our partner church in Bluffton. And John, we are so glad to have you here this morning. Why don't you give John and Sue a round of applause? Thank you very much. And uh, go ahead, go ahead, buddy. Your your mission with Row Kids, which is reaching our world's kids, is that right? right. Your mission is really to. Um, go into areas in, in Central America and, and the Caribbean, am I right about that, and, um, and South America, and go and reach some areas in terms of bringing up their education, in terms of helping with physical, um, material needs in some of these villages and towns. And um, you serve in Belize. T- tell me the countries you serve in, so I get, I'm going to get it wrong. It's Belize, Guatemala, uh, Jamaica. We're starting in Panama, and um, in uh, March, we start here in the United States with the um, American Indians in Oklahoma. Fantastic. Isn't that great? All over, all over the, uh, yeah, really, the, the Western Hemisphere, really. Right. And um, the, the amazing thing is is that, that they just started this in 2005, if I'm correct. I mean, you guys right. were traveling to some of these places before then, but really, you started in full in 2005. Is that right? Yes, that's when we got started. Fantastic, man. It's amazing. Right here in our community, reaching um, our world um, for Christ. Now, what we are going to do is um, we're kind of diving into the deep end of the pool uh, with Row Kids right off the bat. And so um, Susie and I get to make the announcement that we are having our first missions trip as a church coming up in the summer of 2013. And uh, we are very excited about that and more information on that here coming up. But, John, tell us a little bit about the village that if we all, if we sign up for this trip coming up here um, June 15th through 22nd, as we see on the screens, tell us a little bit about the village that we're going to be serving in. Sure, I'd be glad to. First off, I'm, I'm really happy that, uh, that Sue and I are both are very happy that your church is going to be partnering with us, and we can't wait to uh, serve with you in Belize. 
Um, the little village we're going to is called San Marcos, and it's in the Cayo district, if you know anything about Belize, which, and the village is up in the mountains about uh, five or six miles from the Guatemalan border. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a very poor village, uh, no electricity. Uh, very, they have some running water, but it comes straight out of the river, uh, and that's what they're drinking right now, uh, like most of the villages there. Um, the thing of it is, is that with the schools up in the, the mountains is that in, especially in the village like San Marcos, uh, they don't have uh, the facilities that they need, the supplies they need, the books they need, or anything uh, in order for the children to be successful in their education. So what we do at, at Row Kids is we go in, uh, we find out what it is that we can do to help them to do their job better. Um, and at the same time, that opens up the door than for us to bring the good news and the message of Jesus Christ. So this is a very, very poor village. When uh, the team gets there, you're going to see they have very little, um, and they've, they're squeezing all their children into three small classrooms, uh, which is not conducive to learning either. So the project is going to be to build two new classrooms for the school uh, so that they can uh, better instruct their kids so they can succeed and uh, go on to high school. Fantastic, fantastic. So, John, um, you told us a little bit about we're going to be doing some building. What else might we be doing, and who will we be working with? The, uh, the school is a pri- what they call a primary school, and the children are what they call infant one, which would be preschool, mm-hmm. uh, up to standard six, uh, which would be like our eighth grade. So the children are going to be uh, five years old to uh, about 15. Most of them be the oldest that will be there. And um, these uh, young people, uh, they're starving for the education. They want to succeed. They just don't have what they need. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our project there is going to be building those two classrooms. So if you sign on for this trip, you're going to be uh, laying block, um, mixing concrete by hand, which is, you know, here we just call up the concrete company and they bring a truck and <laughs> everything happens. That doesn't happen in Belize. It's shovels and, mm-hmm. and back-breaking work. But the thing with it is, is you might say to yourself, you know, I, I can't lay block. I don't know anything about it. I have never made concrete before. And I always tell everybody that God doesn't only call the skilled, but he skills the called. Mm. And wow. we have people there that will show you how to lay block, how to make concrete. And when you come home, you'll be able to build your own building. Fantastic. <laughs> and I'm sure it'll all be in code for Hilton Head Island, right, buddy? That's right. It will, Yes. <laughs> It might be harder to get the permits, but you know, I don't think I've ever applied for a permit in Belize. Fantastic. <laughs> they don't have those, do they? No. Well, you'll, you'll go on a missions trip and evidently come back uh, in the construction business, and uh, so that's, that's exciting. You'll come back changed. Mm, uh, that's good. Because uh, a short-term mission trip isn't only about the people that you're going to serve, but it's because you go on it because God's put it on your heart to do that, wow. because he has something he wants to do inside of you. And besides the building... Um, we'll also be doing uh, vacation Bible school, and you'll be have an opportunity to sit down with uh, young people and old people alike, and tell them what God's done in your life, and uh, and bring the good news of Jesus Christ to uh, part of the world that's really hurting and needs yeah. to hear it. It's fantastic, great opportunity for all of us to uh, find out a little bit more about that trip. And, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, we, we talked about uh, illuminating our world, and this is an opportunity to, to go beyond that, and we'll be talking about that in a moment. I love what you said um, about the fact that you know, God is going to give you the ability when you go 
um, to have the right words, to say the right things. And, and I take it they're going to have a lot of interaction with some of these children. Is that right? Oh, yeah. It takes about 10 seconds. Uh-huh. Uh, in about 10 seconds, they'll be in your heart, and they'll be there forever. Um, we, if, if we come back, I always tell my teams, if we come back and all we can talk about is the building that we built, mm-hmm. then we failed mm-hmm. on that mission. But we come back and we talk about the relationships that we built among the team itself with God, especially, mm-hmm. and with the people that we've gone to serve. And besides that, we also built this building over here. Then it's a total success. Mm-hmm. And that's what, it, that's what it will be about. As you, as you get ready to prepare to go out, you'll become stronger as a team and as mm-hmm. a church. And once you're there serving, you're going to meet some of the most fantastic people, some of the most loving people and caring people that you've ever uh, come across. They have nothing, but they're happy. That's fantastic. Just like Jesus met material needs, we're going to be able to meet material needs for those who yes. are without. And, yes. and, and meet a spiritual need in the process of that, and that's our ultimate goal. Right. Our ultimate goal here is, you know, you can tell people about God's love, but when you show them, that's right. it means more than that's just right, telling man. them. All right, fantastic. Now, Susie, tell us what type of trip this is in terms of our church. Who's, who's going and how can they find out more? Right. This is really a very open trip in the sense that um, our youth will be going. Cody will be leading the youth side um, and coming with us. And then also it's, it's a great trip for families. Um, it's kids as young as six. You know, if you're with the family, the whole family can go. It's, it's a really neat opportunity to do that. Very few international um, mission trips allow you to do that. And just singles, families, anybody really. And how can they find out more today? Um, you can sign up in the back at guest services. There's a sign up. We're also going to do an informational meeting on December 9th. Um, yeah. And Fantastic. in our brochure, in our yep. global partners I'll be, brochure. I'll be uh, drawing your attention to that brochure uh, here in a few minutes. If you are interested in this trip, just find out more. You're not committed to going. Um, go back there and uh, talk to Ashley. She's in the back at our guest service area, and you can sign up uh, to be a part of that informational uh, meeting. And uh, we've got a great opportunity. And one of the things that Cody told us, um, told me when he started, is, is I don't want to take our kids to a camp this summer, this first summer, necessarily. I, I want to take them on a missions trip. And this was a great opportunity to partner with John and Sue. And uh, Susie and Cody and I, we all agreed um, that this is a great opportunity to do that so we can take our students. God bless you. You're taking some of our <laughs> students, buddy, for a week, and it's going to be fun, right? Anyway, uh, and it's going to be a blast. Um, I'm even praying about going. So um, anyway, so be praying about going. And if you want more information, you can sign up there in the back with Ashley. I'm going to ask you guys to stand. We're going to pray for John and Roe Kids and specifically the trip to San Marcos. So would you do the same as you did before? Reach out your hand and let's pray for my brother and my sister, uh, Sue. God, thank you so much for this couple. God, thank you for Susie and Cody um, and John and Sue have put this trip together. God, I pray in the strong name of Jesus that you would be with Roe kids. Father God, I pray that you would protect them, protect them financially. God, I pray that you would protect them physically. God, I pray that you would be with them as they go. They're leading many teams, not just us um, in 2013 and um, even here for the rest of the year, God. I pray your blessing on the eaves, God, and on Roe kids. God, I pray for our church. God, I pray that you would bring many people on this trip here this summer coming up in 2013 who would be willing to go and make a difference in a part of a world that needs some help. God, and I pray that we could bring spiritual help as well. 
And God, I pray this all in the strong name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen, amen. All right, why don't you guys give John a round of applause here this morning. All right, you can be seated. Now I'm going to ask you to check out the screens. Their smiles, the joy that, that they get when they open that box, it's almost like they're breathing the Lord in when they open that. It's beautiful. These kids, they've never had a gift like this. And when we can give a gift and do it in the name of Jesus Christ, it means everything in the world. Not only did I receive a gift, but I also prayed to receive Christ as my Lord. This is Christmas! Operation Christmas Child is going to great lengths to reach these children, to find these children, and show them love through these shoe boxes. It's not just you give a box and we walk away. This is long-term spiritual effect that we're having on these communities and on these countries. We want to impact the world. This is my way of entering another country without physically going. Now that's the power of a simple gift. This will be, I think, our fourth year out of five years um, partnering with Operation Christmas Child. And Franklin Graham, Billy Graham's son, started Samaritan's Purse uh, quite a few years ago. And this Operation Christmas Child has just blossomed over the years. Susie, tell us how we can specifically get involved in Operation Christmas Child this holiday season. Great. We're so excited to be doing this. Um, Last week, we just did, well, two weeks ago, the clothing connection, and that was a great and very simple way for us to give right here locally um, and to provide, and this is our chance to do it globally. So we really just encourage everybody to get involved. We have boxes in the back, um, so as you go out, we ask that you grab one of these boxes that we already pre-assembled for you. <laughs> that um, Susie pre-assembled. <laughs> All hundred of them. Please take one for her sake. <laughs> take two. Uh, <laughs> and then take one of these and one of the brochures. And on the brochure, it has different age groups that you shop for. And it has very specific instructions of ideas what to put in there and also what not to put in there. Um, so just follow those. Um, all of these boxes do get examined before they go out. So if you don't follow the rules, the stuff does, it gets taken out. Yes. <laughs> so... And in um, some cases, the whole box gets taken out. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> so follow, follow the instructions with that. And then also, um, you donate $7 for the cost of shipping the box. And you can either put that in the, in the envelope that comes with the pamphlet in the box, or you can do it online. And the cool thing about doing it online is you can then track where your box goes mm -hmm. and who it goes to. Mm -hmm. 
So that's really neat. I yes. think I'm definitely going to try that this yeah. year. It's, this is a great opportunity for us to um, really bring Christmas to some children who wouldn't normally have a Christmas at all. And um, I don't know uh, about you, but um, some of you I know, it's like our family, um, you know, we, we just, we have so much. And um, so we have started a tradition uh, about three or four years ago that right about now, every year, we get a couple of these boxes uh, for the kids, one for each of them. And we go to the dollar store and we go to Walmart and um, it kicks off our holiday season. And I got to tell you, it gets our children in the right frame of mind. And so I want to encourage you um, to do this. This is not just a benefit for the kids receiving it, but I think it's a benefit for those of us who participate in Operation Christmas Child. And um, so I, I want to encourage you. We, we, we toyed with whether or not to do this this year because we had done so much. And when it came down to doing it, uh, came down to the decision a few weeks ago, we said we just can't not do this. We, we can't not do that this year. And uh, so I'm excited that we are going to be uh, partnering once again with Operation Christmas Child. Now, We've got some dates coming up and some very specific things for you to do. These have to be in by November 17th. So we have about three weeks. Isn't that right, Susie? Yep. Um, to take these and fill them up. And here's my goal, okay? We did 80 of these last year. We have 100 boxes. I don't know about you. I think we can do 100 boxes, don't you think? And so go take one of these boxes. As Susie said, take two or three of them. Fill them up with the right stuff that's supposed to be in them because there's there are just certain things that you can't send overseas to kids for a variety of reasons, um, economic and social and all kind of reasons. You can't fill this with chocolate, okay? It'll melt and it'll be a mess, okay? And they'll just throw it out. So um, I just want to encourage you to take one of these boxes. It's a great organization and a great way that we can help out this Christmas season. So that's Operation Christmas Child. Now, we have one of our own who um, goes to church here that I want you to hear a little bit about her story. So check out, once again, the screens. Hi, my name is Tracy Hines, and I'm a member of Hilton Head Island Community Church, and I'm going to be your missionary to South Africa. I've spent six months there working with Living Hope, um, an organization that brings hope and breaks despair uh, through Jesus Christ. We offer various services, but what I'm going to be involved in is what's called Living Care. Um, I am a nursing sister, or I will be a nursing sister there. I'm a nurse by trade. Um, the last time I was there, I worked with our healthcare center, which is a 22-bed healthcare center, which um, offers just respite care or care from patients who've been in the hospital with HIV and AIDS, and now we're finding people are getting better through taking their medications and teaching that we do with them, so we have a lot of chronic illnesses as well that comes in. But what role this time will be working in a township called Capricorn, and I will be the head nurse there, and I would just be seeing over everyday home-based care, which is our version of home health care here in the States. Um, just offering general support to patients, whether it be wound care, um, help with medications, spiritual help. Most people just want you in their home just to be a support person, someone they can talk to, um, and offer prayer. Because even non-believers, they want to be, they want to hear the words of Jesus, and that's what we try to bring them through Living Hope. Um, in order to go there, I'm going to actually need some financial support, some of which I have raised, and some of it I am depending on God to, to help see through. So if there's anybody out there who would be willing to donate to my cause, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, you can do so through, um, you can either email me at my email address and find out how you can do that, or you can go to www.shepstaff.org, go to the donate tab and look under the select missionary and my name will be there. And you can do a monthly donation, a one-time donation, whatever it is that you need to do. 
Um, I also will, I accept prayers. I think that's the best, best that you can offer at this point in time for those of you who can't give anything or just to be a support partner, someone I can email or someone can email me and just find out how I'm doing from a week to week basis. Gets a little trying at times there, but it's, it's a wonderful thing and I can't wait to go back. So I appreciate all your support and I thank you for anything that you all can do for me. Tracy's not here with us today, but Susie played an important part in this story. And um, Susie, tell us a little bit about that. Um, all right. So here at Hilton Head um, Island Community Church, we have what we call the core class. Now, back when, before Hilton Head yep. Island Community Church, um, I went to Low Country. And one of the classes that I took there, the equivalent of that, uh, asked us to write down five names on a, on a card that we would be committed to praying for. Um, the first time I did that, Tracy was one of those names. People who didn't know Jesus Christ. Right, people yeah. that didn't know, that didn't have a personal relationship with right. him yet. And I knew her from work. Um, I worked at the hospital at the time. And, and so, you know, and we were friends and we would hang out and stuff. And, and she was one of the names that I wrote down. And just through the years and, and relationship and, and prayer by a lot of her family, um, her twin sister is a very strong believer, and so she came to know Christ and then went on a mission trip, and, and she's hooked. So, <laughs> and, and I just want to point out, she would never say this, cause, but since she's not here, I can say this. <laughs> um, when she says by she's raised support, she's worked for support. Yes, she has, she has um, gone kind of above and beyond. And she, as a nurse, she's taken traveling assignments, which pay more, and she's lived mm. very simply so that she can save up to go there and work without pay. Mm. So yeah. um, I just encourage you guys to help her get to yes. that whole year because yes. um, she doesn't quite have enough by that uh, to, to go for the whole year, but she's raised at least half a year on her own. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to point that out, that she, she said that she's raised money, but she's done extra jobs. She's worked overtime. She's taken projects out of our area specifically not to buy her stuff, you know, material stuff, but to specifically so that she could be able to journey for a year with our partner there in South Africa, Living Hope. And so um, we're so excited that she's going to be doing that. And um, you'll hear a little bit more as we come to the end of this year about Tracy. Um, but I wanted to introduce you to her because she's going to be leaving at the end. And I think she finally has a date. Isn't that right? De uh, December 29, I think, is when she's going to be leaving uh, to go to South Africa to help our partner there, Living Hope. And so um, you'll hear as time goes on a little bit more about our Living Hope Partnership, and um, I'll let Susie tell you about that some other time because we're excited about partnering with Living Hope. And so we've got partners um, all over the world. We've got, uh, obviously, our partnership with Row Kids, bases here that goes to Central uh, America and the Caribbean and, and even beyond that, and so we're excited about that. Um, we're partnering with Living Hope in South Africa, and so we're, we're very excited about that. We're also going to be partnering with, and those are two that are highlighted today, but we're also going to be partnering um, with uh, the Navigators, Clint and Leanne Trebesh, who I introduced to you, the, I think the second day we were in this building, and you'll hear from in January. We're real excited about they, uh, their ministry with Navigators that's moving to Atlanta, and then also um, we've got, of course, our partnership uh, with Operation Christmas Child, but also a new organization called No Hungry Children 
and we're going to be partnering with them in uh, Kenya, and so in Nairobi, Kenya. And you'll be hear more, hearing more about those two partnerships as time goes on. I, I want to just draw your attention to this. These are back at the guest service counter, and I want to encourage you to take one of these pamphlets with you. Um, be praying for our partners. Be in prayer for them. Be in prayer for Susie as she organizes everything, uh, uh, and, and Cody um, in terms of our trip uh, to Belize this summer. And I'm going to be praying for you that God does a work in your heart so that you might answer the call to some of these areas so that you can reach our world for Christ. Will you join me in prayer as we pray for our global missions partners this morning? Father God, thank you for all that you're doing. Um, thank you for um, the opportunity to serve our world for you. And God, as we, um, as we launch out uh, in terms of serving globally, God, I pray your blessing on everything that we do as a church. God, may it not be for our glory. May it not be for our fame. But God, may we do it so that other people can come to know you as their Savior. God, may they do it for your, may we do it for your glory and for your fame. I pray for our partners. I pray for No Hungry Children. Uh, God, I pray for uh, Living Hope. God, I pray for Clinton, Leanne, Trebesh, uh, Navigators. God, and I pray for John and Sue with Row Kids. And God, I pray for our missions trip that we're launching coming up this summer. And I pray that many people will answer the call to serve globally. In Jesus' name I pray and all God's people said, amen. Why don't you give Susie another round of applause this morning? Thank you, girl. Thank you. Go ahead. in our last few minutes together here this morning, I just want to bring to close um, this whole series and, and, and bring this to a conclusion so that we can really understand um, what illuminate really means, um, not, not just here, but as Pastor Joe from Low Country says, here, there, and over there. It's interesting because as we have uh, gone through the series, we've kind of built, and each one was a building block. In week one, we talked about the fact that we don't need to just be believers, but we who call ourselves Christians ought to be followers of Jesus Christ, and that there's a difference between those two. In week two, we learned that there are intentional things that we can do, Bible study, prayer, fellowship, life groups that we can do to draw closer to Jesus Christ. In week three, Pastor Cody reminded us um, that we need to be people worth remembering and that uh, we can have influence with people. In week four, we talked about the fact that if we're going to be people who want to illuminate our world, that we have to be in tune and we have to answer the prompting of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And last week, we talked about the fact that that if we want to be witnesses, that that's going to cost us something. And we talked about the fact that the word witness actually meant martyr, and it may not cost us our lives, but we ought to be willing to allow the good news of Jesus Christ to, to cost us our lives. 
and it may cost us something. We talked about the fact that we witness with our lifestyle, and we talked about the fact that some of us need to alter our lifestyle to more accurately reflect what Jesus did on the cross, and that we witness through our words, through going and telling about Jesus Christ. In these last three weeks, we've kind of taken Acts 1-8, and we've kind of dissected it, and we've taken a piece of it at a time and talked about it. And so today we'll conclude by the end, with the end of that verse and take a look today at Acts 1-8 as we close here this morning. Jesus came back to his disciples after he had risen up to heaven, and he comes back and he says to them, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. That's what we talked about last week, that word witnesses. And then he says this. He says, in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends, I want you to say it with me, of the earth. The ends of the earth. It's interesting because um, the, the readers of the first century, when they read Luke's account there in Acts, they would have read that and they would have known exactly what he was talking about. Because when he talked about Jerusalem, what he talked about is he meant meeting the needs and reaching your local community. And so our Jerusalem is Hilton Head. Our Jerusalem is Hilton Head. He said, go and, and, and reach Jerusalem, and that would have been the most local area that they could serve. And so they would have served their town. They would have served their city, that great city of Jerusalem. And for us, that translates to Hilton Head Island. So Jesus calls us to be witnesses right here in our own backyard. But then he says Judea. And what Judea represented was more of a regional area and a place that you might have to travel to get to a, a, a medium distance. In that day and age, it would have been a long distance. But our Judea, I believe, is the low country. It's Bluffton. And it's the surrounding area, maybe even including Savannah. And so that's our Judea. And so if you take concentric circles, Jerusalem is the smallest one, but then Judea is a little bit uh, further out in terms of where we take the good news of Jesus Christ, where we go and we illuminate. Now Samaria, when he said Samaria, that would have been an interesting one because Samaria, we, we often think of that as the next ring in those concentric circles, but it's really not. Because when Luke was writing the book of Acts, he, when he mentioned that you ought to be witnesses in Samaria, that would have shocked the readers. Because they would have gone, wait a minute, Samaria? People who live in Samaria are Samaritans. And back in that day, there was an incredible amount of bias. And they looked down upon the Samaritans because they were a mixed culture. They were, as the Bible says, they were a mixed breed of people. And so that would have shocked the readers there in the first century. And what that means for us today is that we ought to go to places and be witnesses and take the good news to places where it's not doesn't line up with the culture that we're used to. Are you with me this morning on that? Like we ought to go to urban areas or we ought to go to areas that maybe is, has a different lifestyle or a different environment than we're used to living in. And so I'm real excited about Clinton and Leanne because they are going to be serving in downtown Atlanta. And I can't wait for you to hear from them coming up in January uh, because we'll have the opportunity to, um, to go to a Samaria, to go to a place where we, we may not look like and we may not sound like and we may not live like the people we're serving. But God asks us, Jesus asks us to go into those cross-cultural areas. And then he ends and he says the ends of the earth. And that's what you saw today. I hope you got that picture. The ends of the earth. You know what I love about our, our, our um, missions partners? 
And what I love about John and Sue and what Tracy's doing and what I love about Navigators, what Clint and Leanne are doing, and what I love about Operation Christmas Child, and what I love about Living Hope and No Hungry Children, all those that you see in that brochure, all of them have to do with kids. They all have to do with children or students. And it's going to be great taking our students out of this culture and taking them into a different culture to see the way the rest of the world's students and kids live. We have the opportunity to take the good news of Jesus to the ends of the earth. And we get to reach a people group, students, mainly people from 18 or under. And that's when they make decisions for Christ, isn't it? We get to take the good news of Jesus to the ends of the earth. And we have the opportunity to do that through all these missions partners and trips that we'll be telling you about. And all the different opportunities that we're going to have. You know, I'm not much of a photographer. That's not my thing. Uh, we have people in our church that are um, photographers, and they, they, they love photography. My dad loved photography, and, and so I kind of heard him talking about it growing up. And um, I, I heard him use this term, wide-angle lens. You know, a wide-angle lens allows a photographer to take a picture of something over a large area that normally they wouldn't be able to get far enough away from to take a picture of. And so they put a wide-angle lens on that, that camera, and specifically a wide-angle lens allows more of the scene that they're trying to take a picture of to be included in the photograph. I think part of the reason that we struggle with going to the ends of the earth, like Jesus talked about there in Acts 1-8, is because often we as Christians don't have a wide-angle lens. We view ourselves and we view the gospel and we view God's word through a normal short angle lens. And all we see is us and the world around us and how the world can serve us. And my challenge to you this morning is to put on that wide angle lens. Put on that wide angle lens and think about the whole world. Think globally rather than just in your own world. And I think when we as a church can take a step, each one of us take a step towards putting that wide-angle lens on and viewing the world when we think of the gospel, we could really make an amazing impact. Not just here, but in our communities elsewhere, in our communities in Belize and Panama and in Kenya and all over the earth and even in Atlanta and places that we wouldn't normally reach we can make a difference if we put on a wide-angle lens. My challenge to you this morning, my challenge is for you to get involved. We've got a variety of ways for you to do that. Get involved. This is how we illuminate. This is the culmination of illuminating not just our world and not just the world around us, but we have the opportunity, and we're poised here on Hilton Head Island, to reach the world. Let's join together as a church and make it our mission to passionately share the message of Jesus Christ, not just here, but over there. Will you pray with me this morning? Father God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would just prompt and convict and challenge us to get involved. God, for some, it's grabbing a box and filling it with toys for kids who normally wouldn't have a Christmas. God, for others, it's a clear call from you right now to go back and sign the form to get more information on our trip coming up in June 2013. 
God, I'm so excited that we're on the, on the verge of, of, of uh, starting a, a whole missions uh, department here at Hilton Head Island Community Church. Not because we want to bring fame to us, not because we have to, God, because we are passionate about telling the good news and showing the good news of you to the world around us. Father God, help us. Help us in the strong name of Jesus to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can go out and that we can share the good news of Jesus to the world. Help us to take off our short angle lens, our, our me, me, me lens, and put on that wide angle lens and think globally, think so much more broadly than we ever have before. Help us, Father God, when we look at a map, when we hear the news, to be praying for the countries and the people groups and the areas and the region where people don't have electricity and they don't have power and they don't have a good educational system, but most of all, where they don't have the opportunity to hear and accept the good news that you sent Jesus to die on a cross to save the world, not just Hilton Head Island, not just Bluffton, not just the low country. And God, I pray that you would put that burning on our heart this morning. In Jesus' name I pray.